Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, will not be presented this evening. Something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. Oh, I don't understand Christmas, I guess. Jesus Christ, will you shut up? Every year it's the same goddamn thing. Oh, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Nobody knows how you're supposed to feel. Just suck it up, man. Fucking... Take a lap and fucking run it off. Yeah, I've had enough of your shit too, kid. Get 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 the hell out of here. Yeah, get out of here, man. Fucking bummer. It's the two true freaks star-studded Christmas special, starring Pat Sajak, Bucky Dent, B. Arthur, the unknown comic, Don Rickles, Will and Flowers and Madam, Bob Hope. Rod Hull and his extraordinary Australian emu. Rip Torn. Rip Taylor. Bing Crosby. Paul Pot. Bill Cosby. Sandler and Young. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Patty Hearst. Phyllis Diller. Grover from Sesame Street. Grover Cleveland. John Wayne Gacy. Mickey Mouse. Donny Osmond. The Solid Gold Dancers. Paul Schaefer. Beavis and Butthead. Robbie the Robot. Penn and Teller. Warren Kenahan. Jim Lovell, Bill Anders, and Frank Borman. Poet Robert Frost. The Vienna Boys Choir. Suzanne Summers. Jonathan Winners. Indira Gandhi. Joseph Stalin. Goldie Hawn. Shields and Yarnell. Congo, the Swinging Christmas Ape. The Muppets. Jim Neighbors. Burt Reynolds. Ward Hamilton, Rich Little, Charles Manson, Charles Dickens, George Bush Sr., Sammy Davis Jr., Jose Feliciano, Monty Hall, Pee Wee Herman, Nipsey Russell, Herman's Hermits, Flip Wilson, Glenn Danzig, Barbara Mandrell, Peter Boyle, Fran Tarkenton, Pisspot the Rabbit, Katrina and the Waves, Salvador Dali, R2-D2 and C-3PO, Billy D. Williams, Harvey Corman, David Copperfield, Stan Lee, the Starlight Vocal Band, Jackie Gleason and Art Carney, Lily Tomlin, Genghis Khan, Adam West, The Beatles, LeVar Burton, Captain Antonio, Suzanne Plachette, Tony Orlando and Dawn, Boxcar Willie, Jefferson Starship, Wilford Brimley, Rudolph Valentino, 
Tiny Tim, The Sex Pistols, Peter Sellers, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Sir Head, Sir Head, Sir Edmund Hillary, Screamin' Jay Hawkins, Arsenio Hall, Tom Waits, Tom Jones, Gene Wilder, John Williams conducting the Boston Pops, Lorne Green, O.J. Simpson, Warwick Davis, David Lee Roth, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Eli Whitney, Maximilian Schell, Thomas Dolby, Corey Feldman, Alex Trebek, David Hasselhoff, Special Musical Duet by Marley Matlin and Dr. Stephen Hawking, Rick Schroeder, Special Guest Appearance by Jesus Christ, Twisted Sister, now with a message of unity and hope, live via satellite, Mr. Adolf Hitler. The part of Adolf Hitler will be played by Keanu Reeves. What do you mean, Arthur? That noise is singing, you silly bucket. What, me teach you how to sing? I don't know if I cannot. You see, it's rather complicated. But perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. You see, there's a kind of sound you won't find in your men. Recall, when you add a note to one, you sounded just before. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Star Wars Christmas album, which is what Christmas in the Stars. Christmas in the Stars. I remember. Now you see that you were the only person I knew that had this album. I still have it too. And the, the exact same album, right? Probably. Yep. That the same yeah, I got piece it. of vinyl. It was actually it was a Christmas gift to me. Yeah, we used to go every every so often. We'd go and have Christmas on my mom's side of the family, you know, with her brothers and sisters and my and her her mother. And we would go to uh, my uncle's camp at Lake Bonaparte. And you know, these were almost I, I guess what you could consider distant relatives. I wasn't really close to any of them, so I didn't know them very well, and they didn't know me. And we'd go and and spend Christmas there sometimes. And you know, I'd typically get like, like you know, a pair of Dickies or some shit. You know, some absolute just shit gifts. You know, socks. Yeah. Yeah. And but this one year, and I don't even remember who got it for me exactly. But this one year, I got a record and I tore it open, thinking it was going to be I don't know, fucking Slim Whitman or something. And it was the Star Wars Christmas. I didn't even know such a thing existed, right? Which must have been even. And and the thing about it is, it's got beautiful like painted cover art, it, so yeah, it looks great. great. Yeah, it is. It's it's a gorgeous, you know, gorgeous piece of art and. Uh, you know the production value was really good on it. You know they got Anthony, you know, yep. the actual voice of C-3PO, which you know a lot of the other Star Wars audio stuff that came out, you know, didn't get any of the people. You know, but here was a, a Christmas album, but they actually got the real C-3PO. You know, I think they and, you were know, sang songs. And, you, know, you know, I mean, and, and look, it was the launching pad to the career of John Bon Jovi with R2D2. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it sure was. And, uh, you know, doesn't get much... I don't know what... I, it doesn't get much more something than that. I don't know if it's good, bad, or something. But And 
somewhere in like maybe next year for next year's Christmas special, we've got a tape that the two of us made when we were little kids when he first got this record. And, you know, we were literally playing it on one of those little record players. And we had one of those little Radio Shack, you know, push, play, and record tape decks. And we would play the record, and we would insert our own words, <laughs> either in response to what they were saying or along with it to try. And we were pretty good at sort of blending it in so it sounded like the characters were saying what we were saying. And <laughs> we used to just trash that. I remember bells, bells, bells. Smells, smells. That, that's right in the sleigh ride one where uh we crashed like a batmobile into like some speakers that you had piled up t- to simulate 3po getting hit by a by you know by something a car something skidding out of control hits him <laughs> and would just listen to it over and over laughing our asses off so maybe by next year we'll we'll have Found, transferred, remastered, directors cut it up, all that stuff. And that's on my to-do list for 2009 is to is to find more of the the old tapes of shit that we, you know, just messing around with a tape recorder. That you know, we we I mean, there's hours of stuff. Hours and hours. And when and we hours. were just young kids, you know, just messing around with a tape recorder and doing all kinds of crazy stuff so yeah that that's that's something i'm gonna have to make a mission um another thing about this album that always used to mystify me is you have 3po like mentioning Al- albert einstein at one point they also yep. spoiler to everybody they're hanging out with santa claus but in, in the star wars universe he's known as s claus doesn't so, it turn out to be like Santa's son or some some thing like? ridiculous thing like that? Grand Moff Nicholas or something. Artu, <laughs> 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 where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, if you come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase vector. It's your Christmas present.
to put the presents under the tree. Oh, no. That tree looks like a limp dick. And look at these decorations. They look like crap. I wish there was a place where jerks like this could get decent Christmas shit. Don't worry, Santa. Out is Winter Wonderland. It's in the northeast corner of the Ikea parking lot in Paramus, New Jersey. Trees? You bet your ass we got trees. I cut down a whole fucking rainforest. Norwegian Thor Pines. Alaskan Viking Pines. Douglas Firs. Siberian Dwarf Pines. This guy, I don't know what the fuck he is. Ornaments look great on a tree. You know what you're gonna need on that tree? Ornaments! Santa on a surfboard! Santa riding a bike! Santa in an arm wrestling match with a bear! Santa trying discreetly to breastfeed his baby at a Starbucks! And Santa at home! And no Christmas is complete without a Christmas nativity scene on your Christmas lawn! Baby Jesus! Mary! Giuseppe! Shepherd! Donkey! Livestock! Super San Goku! Patrick! Buzz Lightyear, Salafalophilus, Moff Gerard, and Mr. Potato Trooper. I even got one of these, uh, Meshuggah, Meshuggah, bring the kids down. But don't let them touch nothing. This shit costs money. They break it, you bought it. I ain't fucking around. Page 444. Now we're going to talk about the Star Wars Holiday Special, which wasn't a Christmas special, 
because they had they they were sort of in a pre-politically correct way avoiding saying Christmas because they were in a galaxy far far away a long time ago so they may have been pre-Jesus so they had to come up with some, so what was it like life day or something they life celebrate day. Life, life day, day. and that's a, and that's about as like inane and you know just touchy feely like non-offensive thing to it's life day it's hey, you, you know, just you just described my my exact feelings on political correctness inane that yeah, that yeah. works that works yeah, very yeah. well it's just completely non-offensive it's like how can you be against life brother Let's celebrate something that's universal to everybody who's alive. Life Day. Oh, yeah, man, but what about people who are dead? Oh, shit, man. Oh, well, I don't want to leave them out. What, what's funny is, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's got this, you know, especially, you know, if, if you're over the age of, I'd say, I don't know, 25, you've, you've, there's probably something in your life that, that you loved or you, you remember seeing when you were a kid that you thought was really awesome. <clears throat> and then you go back and you examine it, you know, with with you know years gone by, and you've grown up, and you've aged, and your tastes have changed, or whatever. You've just matured, and you go back and watch it, and you're you're just mortified. You're like, holy shit, that's horrible. I must have been a retarded child, you know. And Star Wars Christmas. Now I don't think it's as horrible as, as some people make it out to be, but you know, Chris yeah, and I, I watch. Oh, you do really? Yeah, it's pretty horrible. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember when I ordered this? I bought this through. I couldn't wait to see it. Yeah, I bought it through the back of of some fanzine somewhere years before any nerd ever dreamed up the internet, and paid like fifty bucks for it, and waited like six or eight months for yep. it. I mean, I'd given up on it by the time it showed up. So you know, I called you over, and you come over to my house. We pop it in the in the thing. We're so fucking excited, you know. It's like another Star Wars movie had just been released, right? So we're ready to sit down and watch this thing that we had loved as kids, and it only ever aired one time. So we only had like the vaguest of recollections of it. Sit down and watch it, and we were both just mortified, like, "Holy shit, that's horrible! It was so bad." But I mean, I, I still, as bad as it is, I still don't think it's as horrible as, uh, as a lot of people make it out to be. That's it, I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. You'll be celebrating Life Day before you know it. Stand by, here's where we say goodbye to our unpleasant friends. Even if it is, man, I don't care what anybody... The Boba Fett portion is oh. worth the. the well, it's worth the watch. Well, all I remember, well, you see, I wanted to see it so bad because I remember when I was a kid. It's one of the first things I remember. Where I mean, I loved Star Wars because it was fucking great. It totally sold you on its reality. You know, it didn't have the 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 moments that took me out of Star Wars world in it. And so when there was a Christmas special, I was, you know, I, anything that was Star Wars. And this was coming, this was, you know, sort of Lucasfilm um, approved. As a matter of fact, everything in the Star Wars Christmas special is canon, including Harvey Corman and Drag. Also have to beat. So it's beat, 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 stir, whip, stir, whip, beat, beat, stir. 
stir. That's not right. I'm sorry. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, beat, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, beat. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. <laughs> I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? So, um, I remember, you know, I couldn't wait to see it, and it was, it was like an hour and a half long, and I couldn't believe it, it was going to be so long and awesome, and I remember just being so totally disappointed that it had that sort of, like, videotape sitcom look to it, and it's like, really, Itchy? His name's Itchy? You know, and it was just like, kind of, you know, I remember being disappointed, but then the Boba Fett uh, cartoon comes on and it was that was Star Wars every ounce Star Wars you know yep. it looked feel sounded you know and I mean when you saw when you saw the like shots where they had Harrison Ford walk in and say a few lines he was just you know sleepwalking through everybody was just sort of sleepwalking through it you know Mark Hamill seemed to try to put in you know the droids always put in some effort, but Harrison Ford was just like, okay, Mark yeah. Run television too, so he yeah. was a little familiar with that medium than somebody like Harrison Ford, right? And uh, so, yeah, so Harrison Ford was like, I don't know how to act in this this situation. This isn't acting, you know. So and and I mean, anybody who hasn't seen it will go out and see it just so you know what we're talking about. We won't just, just don't no need to describe it too much. Most people have seen it. So I mean, it's all over YouTube now. And of course, you know, the, the cartoon was by this Canadian uh, cartoon company called Nelvana. And they later did the uh, Droids cartoons, too. Rock and Rule. And Rock and Rule, a great, great, underappreciated movie. And uh, the animation in it was just wonderful. And of course, it introduced Boba Fett long before The Empire Strikes Back came out. You saved my life. Thank you. You are alone. I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship to crash near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. I have made contact with the rebels, and all is proceeding as you wish, Darth Vader. Darth Vader? But I want them alive. Now that you've gotten their trust, they may take you to their new base. This time we'll get them all. I see why they call you the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Oh no. Which what was an amazing thing. And it's funny because even the voice was pretty right, you know, of of Boba Fett at the time and and uh you know, you even had James Earl Jones doing some Darth Vader voice in it. You know, everybody was I think it was all the actors, right? Everybody was the original actor in that. Voice-wise. I, I believe so, yeah. At least voice-wise, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely, I remember, you know, thinking, okay, I could understand totally you paying $50 for it because I wanted to see it so badly. And I thought, you know, I thought it probably wouldn't be as bad on, you know, on watching it as I, as I recalled it. And I was just curious to see how much of it was my twisted memory and how much of it was reality and I was horrified to find out that it was all was reality <laughs> it was just as 
you know, and, and as an adult, it was just like even more just like, oh, you know, I remember when we watched it, you know, the, the cartoon part was great, and the, the, the best part of the whole thing was the commercials and the station bumpers, you know, for the TV station, but all the all Star Wars toy commercials and stuff, which you can also see on YouTube all over the place today, but then, you know, you just never saw that stuff unless you just happened to videotape them and stuff when you were taping a show. And I've got, I and like an idiot, when I used to tape stuff like the Ewok TV specials and stuff, I would cut the commercials out. And now I regret it, you know. Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. But it's a little you. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station and four floors of action. A trash compactor too. Listen, R2. That's the Star Wars electronic laser battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the force be with you and your children. Bundy Alps in a one-hour special. When the Tanners lose Alf, he makes some new friends to get back home. I hear something on the roof. Alf's special Christmas Monday. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smelt, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel, and the Joker got away. the roof in a one horse open tree busting out I go laughing all the way <laughs> I'm afraid Robert Goulet hasn't arrived yet sir very well begin the thawing of Jim neighbors <laughs> are you sure this is the casino I think I should call my manager your manager says for you to shut up Vera said that Hmm. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel, the Joker got away. Hey, thank you, thank you very much. Ow. Oh, I'm sorry, kid.
You have a customer. May I help you? I'm in sad shape. Oh, for Christ's sakes! Here we go again. Now, what is it with you? I feel depressed. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. Dude, 2008 was a great year for us freaks. We got the Iron Man movie, an actually incredible, incredible Hulk movie, Star Wars on TV, tons of great new comics, and The Walking Dead and Jonah Hex continue to be outstanding. What more could you want? You're not still pissed about one more day. I don't think that's quite it. Is it Grant Morrison? Well, sort of, but I'm not sure. Then I don't know. Uh, it, it's Dark Knight, isn't it? I mean, it pretty much sucked, and he had a fat head. That's it. Actually, Lucy, my trouble is Christmas. I just don't understand it. Instead of feeling happy, I feel sort of let down. Yeah, I felt the exact same way about Final Crisis. And stop calling me Lucy. Incidentally, I know how I feel about all that Christmas business, getting depressed, and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a bunch of socks and underwear, or a bunch of Valiant comics, or some shit like that. What is it you want? Linda Carter. Wonder Woman. You're wonderful.
yourself a good time But remember the kids who got nothing While you're drinking down your wine turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. It's about presents, dumbass! I get this last year. Didn't I get this last year? Same thing every year, and Louise. Didn't I get this last year? Didn't I get this last year? Some socks, some socks, and some tiny BVDs. But I can't get them up past my knees. Could you return them, please, at Louise? Open this one first, Uncle Bob. Didn't I get this last year? Didn't I get this last year? Try to act surprised, Uncle Bob. But I got this last year. But he got that last year. A tie, a tie, wider than a mile, with a pattern way out of style. With a pattern that's way out of style. I think the best Christmas present I ever got was a totally unexpected Christmas present I got when I was a kid. And just doing some mental detective work in my head, I'm pretty sure this had to be the Christmas of 76. I'm I'm pretty sure it's right in that era. Because I remember exactly where we were living and I remember who was there. And I don't remember my sister being there, you know, as a baby or toddler or anything. So I'm thinking it was the year before she was born. Anyway, for some strange reason, we had Christmas at our house, at my parents' house. And we typically would do Christmas with the gardener side of our family at my grandparents' place, at my grandpa gardener's house. But for some reason this year, we, we had everybody over at our house. And, you know, so we had this huge family in our tiny little apartment. 
And I remember, you know, the, the party was well underway and there was lots of people mingling around and, you know, it was real crowded and everything and, you know, just lots of noise, you know, just a big family Christmas. And my Uncle Fran came kind of late to the party, or at least, you know, he was later than, than, you know, a lot of other people. So the party was well under full swing and all. And he came in and he had this giant box with him. And... You know, I mean, you know, my, my uncle Fran and I were, were, you know, we're fairly close and all, and all that. But I, I can't, I could not tell you another Christmas present he ever got me, or anything. You know, I mean, I, there was no reason for him to, to spoil me or you know, to, to buy me some big fancy present. So I don't really know where this came from. But anyway, this giant box was for me, and he gave it to me, and I was all excited and set it down and tore it open. And it was a Mego Batman Batcopter. Ooh. And it was just awesome. I mean, I was huge into Migos as a kid. I mean, I had a million of them. You know, I mean, I had all the best ones, you know. But Batman, Batman, Robin, and Superman were definitely my favorites. But, you know, I mean, I had Thor and Cap and Spider-Man. And, you know, I had a bunch of the villains. But this was just awesome. You know, because it, it, it basically completed my my Mego world. You know, because I had a, a Mego Bat Cave, and I had the 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 Batmobile and a Bat Cycle, and I think I had the Spider Man car, maybe one or two other things. I might have had the Arrow car. I can't remember. But here was here was like it was like a ship. You know, it was huge. It had all you know. It had a working winch, and it had all these just really cool gadgets and stuff. And I'm, you know. That was that was a long time ago, and I've got a lot of other cool presents since then, you know. But you know, you get to be our age, and you know, especially when you get to be a dad, you know, it, it turns into you know socks and underwear Christmas, or maybe you know a good book you wanted, or you know something like that. But you know that that was a Christmas then when I got that that Batcopter. I just I never I guess because it was maybe it wouldn't have such a special meaning if you know like my parents had got it maybe i you know i'd got it and forgot about it but because it was you know it was from from an uncle and i just didn't expect something like that from him it's just always stuck in my memory and it was just just the coolest thing i ever got mine was and this was probably the christmas this was probably christmas of 1977 because it was right when star wars came out you know it was right after star wars had come out and i was you know, a f- just f- a freak for it. Not that I'm not now, but you know, I had that little kid. My brain had exploded for it, and uh, we lived in that passive solar house. So when you came down from the upstairs, the whole downstairs was sort of open. And I remember coming down the stairs, and you had to sort of take a turn opposite from our wood stove. And I looked over by the Christmas tree, and there was R2D2. Basically, it looked like it actual size R2-D2, and I just about dumped in my drawers. You know, <laughs> it, it, in the in the you know in the the only lights that were on were the lights on the Christmas tree. You know, and I went running down there, and it turned out to be a cardboard standee of R2-D2, which you know what was not disappointing at all. <laughs> It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen up to that point, you know. The only, you know, 
The only thing that could have been better was maybe have been like a giant Millennium Falcon that I could have climbed into, you know. And I mean, all all uh, all day on Christmas that day, I was you know making people take pictures of me standing next to this R two D two, you know, because when when you took a picture of it, it looked just like R two D two was there, you know. So I was, I'll always remember that as being my my uh, two runners up are I got a Micronaut called Biotron. Oh yeah, I remember year. him. He was awesome. <clears throat> and I never in a million years thought I would have ever gotten him, and I and I got that and. When I was really young, my dad had gotten a typewriter from his office, and there was a note in the typewriter when I'd gotten it saying it was, you know, the typewriter they used to have in Santa's office to do office work on. But, you know, they were getting a new typewriter, so they gave me the old typewriter. <laughs> so I actually, you know, I, that was when I it was buying the whole... Spoiler, everybody, there is no Santa Claus. That was when I was buying the whole Santa Claus thing. And, uh... Oh, yeah, don't let your kids listen to the show. Oh, too late. An evil, evil bastard. Do you know that? But <laughs> I, I remember sitting there going, I've got Santa. I can't believe I'm, Santa must really like me. I've got his personal typewriter. <laughs> I was, Do you remember, you remember Big Track? Yeah, I remember your big. I remember programming your Big Track to, up, to go up and down your hall, you know, outside your bathroom, you know, the bathroom hallway out on the second floor of that apartment yeah and just like we had it we would program it to go like around the corner and towards where your parents room was and turn around and go back over towards the bathroom i love that thing yeah that was a that was a cool thing it reminded me of uh we talked about it in our neglected tv show the arc 2 show yeah it reminded hey, that me reminds of, all right I, I just thought of something a, a, a quick follow-up to this though what what did you always covet as a kid that you never did get? Oh, there were lots of things. The, one thing I really remember wanting really bad was this Star Trek belt buckle. <laughs> when I was, it was just a Star Trek logo, and I, and I remember just like begging, pleading. It was had there was a, it was on a TV ad, and. Uh, Eventually, down the line, I got a, a R2 and 3PO Star Wars belt buckle, which I wish I still had. I remember that. I remember that. I, I, I was proud of that sucker. I wish I still had that. Now, speaking of Star Wars, or excuse me, Star Trek belts, do you remember, you know, of course, you know, Batman had the, the utility belt that, you know, that you could wear as a kid that came with, you know, the sure. Batarang and all that. But do you remember they actually had a Star Trek one, yep. too? Yeah, I sure do. A laser that lit up and a communicator. I had a communicator and, I and a tricorder. Yeah. And the tricorder had a little, the tricorder had a little microphony sort of thingy too that came off it and hooked onto the belt too. And yeah. I think you actually could plug it into the like belt like you were plugging into a power supply. I'm not sure. Maybe I, I can't remember. But yeah, I just thought of that when you said Star Trek belt buckle. It reminded me of that. I think the one. Probably the, 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 the biggest thing I ever wanted for Christmas that I never did get, to this day I still don't have one, is I always wanted an ADAT. I wanted one so bad. Hear that, and, uh, two True Freaks fans out there? <laughs> Not that it's a Christmas time hint or anything. <laughs> I, always wanted, I always wanted a submarine. Just a hint, guys. 
Well, they can go to the forum to see what our what our Christmas wishes for this year are. I love getting me some presents. Uh, speaking of that, we have a special in-studio gift for you to present a present. Oh! Here he is! <laughs> Being the holiday season and all, I got you a present! Really? A present for me, Mickey? Wait, I'm gonna open it right now. Oh my god. Oh, I know what this is! Is it? I know exactly is what it? this is! Yes! <laughs> it's the Princess Leah real doll. Oh! Do you know how much these things cost, man? Oh. I do. I've been stocking them on eBay for 10 years. Oh, thank you, Mickey. Which, which edition is it? Well, let me look. Oh, it's the, it's the Director's Cut Special Edition. With all three entry ports. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Santa. Lucky bastard. <laughs> She's in her slave girl outfit, too, man. Oh, my God. And it's like... Ugh. Oh, Velcro. <laughs> All right. Well, um, <laughs> I'm going to take a break right now. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> You know, they say Christmas is a time for giving. At least that's what the good book says. And in our house every Christmas Eve, my son and daughter and their families drive down from the big city for an old-fashioned family holiday. Heck, my dresses up the house like a Christmas card. You can hear her in the kitchen singing while she's baking cookies for the children. And she spends hours wrapping the presents she's been buying since last August. She hangs all the stockings all over the fireplace. In the morning of, I cut me down the prettiest darn Christmas tree ever saw in your life. And this year, we really outdid ourselves, you know. Ma and I getting on in our years, so we decided to give the kids tax-free cash gifts of $10,000 apiece. Well, I reckon it was around noon when I heard the dogs barking. There was Jim the mailman and his old Santa cap coming up the walk, teasing the dogs as usual and holding the package. Well, he handed over and he says, Pappy, it looks like you're going to open that package from your daughter. Well, Ma tore it open, and to both our horrors, we unwrapped a fruitcake with a note that read, Aloha, Mom and Dad. At the last minute, we got a cheap fare on the Internet and went to Hawaii. Hold on to our gifts till after the first of the year. Love, Princess. Well, Ma's heart was broken, and I felt a lump in my throat as I thought to myself, You ain't getting shit for Christmas. Fire time to turn, you can stick that fruit cake up your ass. hasn't had a drink in 20 years, and I've, I've been off the sauce myself for a while now, and heck, if there was ever an excuse to start drinking again, who in entire nation could that be? Junior and his family? Uh, it was some delivery fella standing there holding what looked like a fruitcake tin with a card attached. Bob, the company's condo is free this week, and you know how much Pumpkin and I love Hilton Head. 
please forward our gifts to this address. Hey, Ma, save some of that for me. Well, Ma took a conniption, and things turned real ugly. She started breaking things and hurled the turkey and those two fruitcakes right through the front window the whole time she was yelling. You ain't getting shit for Christmas. Gonna fly on a Garfield Christmas special and join the California Raisins for a claymation Christmas celebration. All Mondays starting at 8, 7 Central and Mountain. Homage to him. Homage? You all drunk? It's disgusting. Out! Come on, out! No. Bursting in here with tales about oriental fortune tellers. Come on, out! No, no, we must see him. Go and pray someone else's back. Go on! We were led by a star. Led by a bottle of all right. Go on, out! Well, we must see him. We have brought presents. Out! Gold, frankincense, myrrh. Well, why didn't you say he's over there? Sorry the place is a bit of a mess. Well, what is myrrh, anyway? It is a valuable bomb. A bomb? What are you giving him a bomb for? He might bite him. What? That's a dangerous animal. Quick, throw it in the trough. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's great big. No, 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 it is an ointment. Oh, there's an animal called a bomb. Or did I dream it? So you're astrologers, are you? Well, what is he then? Hmm? What star sign is he? Uh, Capricorn. Uh, Capricorn, eh? What are they like? He is the son of God, our Messiah, King of the Jews. Well, that's Capricorn, is it? Uh, no, 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 that's just him. Oh, I was going to say, otherwise there'd be a lot of them. I'm a Christmas tree. I'm a Christmas tree. 
Everybody hangs their ornaments on me. I'm a Christmas tree. I'm a Christmas tree. People throw me out on New Year's Eve. Oh, Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. He breaks lots of laws. He trespasses. He breaks and enters. He travels all around the world without a valid passport. I'm a Hanukkah bush. Hanukkah bush. I got a. I'm a Hanukkah bush. I've got. I mean, I'm a lot like a Jewish Christmas tree. Woo! But I'm not. Scott, will you tell me a Christmas story? Okay, here's a Christmas story. My grandfather, ah, he knew how to pick them. Christmas trees, that is. Every year, my grandfather would go out alone, and he would pick the family Christmas tree. And it would typically be the sorriest tree in the forest. You know, he'd pick you know, what we all, you know, came to call the Charlie Brown tree. You know, some scrawny, half-dead, you know, four-foot-tall tree or, you know, something with some crazy deformity, you know, it'd be twisted and, you know, you get it in the house and it leaned at like a 45-degree angle, you know, at the wall or something. So, you know, every year we'd give him shit about these just horrible, horrible Christmas trees that he would go out and, and get. But this one year... We came over to their house, and we come in, and my dad was just amazed. He's like, Dad, it's like that, that tree. You know, my grandfather, you know, he's, he's on edge, right? Because he's just waiting for somebody to pick on his tree. You know, what's wrong with it? He's like, no, no, nothing. It's great. It's beautiful. It was like, you know, it, it, however tall their house was, it was as tall as the ceiling, you know, so it was, it was perfect. You know, with a little angel or star or bulb or whatever they put on the top of the tree. You know, it came perfect, right to the top of the ceiling, you know. It was beautiful, lush, full green. Just a gorgeous tree. There was, you know, it wasn't mangy or, you know, didn't have any rot on it or anything. I mean, just nothing wrong with this tree. Gorgeous tree. Prettiest one he ever picked out. But we noticed it was in a weird place. It was in a different place than they would normally put the Christmas tree in the house. It was like right in the corner of the room. You know, where they had to have moved a ton of shit to get it over there, right? Right. So my dad goes over to, to check out the tree, and he, he gets this look on his... You know, my dad just... He, he has this way with just, like, funny, evil looks that he'll get on his face. He calls me over there. Well, your dad like, does look a little like Charles Minson, I'll just add. <laughs> this, this so is true. So get the visual picture. Sadly, and yes. Say, for, as far as your, your um, grandfather, just sort of picture Popeye. Not really, but just a little bit, like Popeye and Charles Manson. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. The, the sad thing is, is you're not fucking exaggerating either. Oh man. So, you know, he, he, he starts snickering and calls me over there. He's like, You gotta look at this fucking tree. So I look at the back side of the tree, right, where it's right up against the corner of the room, and it's this lush, beautiful, full, gorgeous tree for like three quarters of the tree on the backside facing the wall where you're not supposed to be able to peek around and look 
there's like one branch. <laughs> the fucking tree is totally bald on the backside. So what I imagine he did was he went out in the woods and he found one of these, you know, where the, where the double trees grow together, you know, and he just like cut half the tree down and brought the tree home and put it, you know, but it did work. If you didn't go back there and look, you'd never know that this was not a full complete tree. But, you know, my dad, just being my dad, started ripping him about it, you know, really, really picking on him about it and giving him a hard time about it. You know, he was trying to be good-natured about it, but my dad is one of these people that can really, once he gets to ripping on you, sometimes he can, he can get his, you know, he can, he can smell blood, you know, and he doesn't want to let go of things. So my grandfather, you know, he's got a short temper, or he did, you know, sadly he's passed. He gets pissed, man. And my my grandfather did the best pissed I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, when he got fucking pissed, he threw a I mean, fit. He, he threw a fit. So he goes over and he goes, you don't like the tree? You don't like the tree? So he picks up the tree by the base and, you know, like, like he's bum rushing somebody out of his house, right? Goes to the front door, kicks the fucking door open and goes, well, we won't have a goddamn <laughs> Christmas then flings the Christmas tree ornaments and tinsel and everything and all out on the fucking lawn and slams the door. <laughs> oh, man. And that's that was, a Christmas story, man. Yep, that's a typical Christmas story in the Gardner family right there. And Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, Santa Claus? A gifts I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking, I can hear him knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Show is dark out, ain't the slightest spark out on my clacking jaw. Who's there? Who is it? Are you stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Are you bringing a present for me? Something pleasantly pleasant for me. That is just what I've been waiting for. I'm slipping it under the door Cold winds are howling Or could that be growling? My legs feel like straw My, my, oh me, my Kindly would you reply Is that you, Santa Claus? Yes, hanging my stocking I can hear him knocking is that you, Santa Claus? I said, who's there? Who is it? Are you stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Oh, there, Santa, you gave me a scare. Now stop your teasing, cause I know you're there. We don't believe in no goblins these days. Can't explain why I'm shaking that way. Yeah, I can see old Santa in the keyhole. I'll get to the cause. One peek and I'll try to. Uh oh, there's 
cousin Ivel. Is that you, Santa Claus? Oh, please, please, I'm bending my knees. Is that you, Santa Claus? That's him, all right. Christmas Eve in L.A., and New York cop John McClane is shopping with his wife. California. Everyone on that floor must now. Attention shopper. For the next ten minutes, we will have a special offer. Two million dollars in Christmas coupons in exchange for your life. That's Vadania and Chapel. What country is this guy from? Find him! Paper or plastic, you son of a... They say lightning can't strike 12 times. But don't tell him. Hey, fellas, gotta eat your greens! How could the same thing happen to the same guy so many times? Bruce Willis, Die Hard 12. Coming this Christmas to theaters everywhere. Why'd you come with her, man? What's up? Because I'm a New York cop. I got a six-month backlog in New York scumbags I'm still trying to put behind bars. I can't just pick up and go that easy. In other words, you thought she wasn't going to make it out here and she'd come crawling up back to you. So why bother to pack, right? <laughs> you said you're very fast, Argon. Ready for some too? Hey, that'll work. Christmas music? This is Christmas music. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill reindeer. But then I was really cool, the man had a beard. And a bag full of goodies, 12 o'clock at night. So I turned my head a second and the man was gone. But he must have dropped his wallet back dead on the lawn. I picked the wallet up and then I took a pause. Took out the lights and then the cold said Santa Claus.
You know what one of my favorite Christmas traditions is? It's kind of an odd one. You know, a lot of people, you know, they make popcorn balls to put on the tree or, you know, they, they, they have, I don't know, just some little thing they do with the family, you know, open a present the night before or something like that. Uh-huh. One, of, one of my Christmas traditions that I really love, and I, I swear I do this every year, I watch Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Even the sequel, the, the first sequel is, but yeah. I, I don't care for that one as much. But man, Die Hard, you know, you don't get much more Christmassy than Die Hard, you know? It's just, it's it's a great movie. It's got lots of action. It's got tits right in the beginning. It's got lots of explosions. Right. You know, a helicopter blows up and they destroy a building and I don't it's know. It's all at Christmas time. To me, that's just what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Oh, hey, it looks like we have uh, mall security stopping by. I'm a cop, you idiot! Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. What is your name? I'm Detective John Kimball. Listen to me very carefully. The gifts were quite different because we didn't have any toys. It was maybe some uh, sweater that my mother would knit. A sled that we needed to go to school with, uh, you know, because it was all deep snow and stuff like that. So it was practical things rather than toys. So shut up! Stop whining! Goodbye.
think of the Charlie Brown Christmas? Were you a big fan of the Charlie Brown Christmas? That's the one that started all the Charlie Brown cartoons, wasn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's the first one, yeah. I, I'm a big fan because, you know, I always liked the, the strips and everything, and, you know, there's like a million of those movies that, you know, a lot of people, they all, all they know is like Charlie Brown Christmas and Great it's pumpkin. the Great Pumpkin and maybe the Thanksgiving one, maybe the Easter one, but there, there really are. There's a ton of those movies and uh you know yeah i mean every year i always end up watching the charlie brown christmas but i don't know i mean i also have some serious issues with it too though what about you i've i've always liked it because you know it's imprinted in my brain from when i was a little kid and it always had that sort of weird creepy music and jazzy sad sad music and the weird way that the kids were recorded the dialogue of the kids you know you could tell it was real kids just sort of read it off a piece of paper yeah. but it worked you know and that, it, that kid that played linus in that i ended uh-huh. up seeing him you know, he was you know it, it, i was gonna say in real life but not real life but i mean seeing him act you know where you could actually see him not just voice acting he was in an episode of uh the odd couple with Tony uh, Rand. Oh God! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and the, and there's always the classic, you know, the the everything, you know, everything about that's so iconic, you know, the way the characters, everybody knows all the way the characters dance, and everybody remembers being kids and sort of mocking all the different, you know, the Snoopy dance and the and the um pig pen dance you know everybody had their own little weird thing that they just did over and over that was their dance and <laughs> and you know every and as as in the lance story you know everybody has their 
they're running with the Charlie Brown Christmas. When you say what a char, when you call a Christmas tree a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, everybody knows what that means. But I, that being said, I haven't said it, seen it in years and years. I might have to uh, go check it out. I haven't seen a lot of the Christmas specials in years. Yeah, I, I love that one. I really do. But it, it, the more I watch that one, you know, as I watch it every year, the the more it, it does kind of disturb me. Because one thing that really bugs me about that one is they treat Charlie Brown like shit. You know. I mean, you watch that one and count the number of times somebody insults him in that one. I mean, they're just flat out cruel to the kid. Yeah, he's you know, just they, trying to be their friend. He isn't really yeah. that that depressing. And I, I honestly, I, I've I've long believed that that you know, if Charlie Brown ever ever was allowed to grow up and and you know they they tried to do like a like a realistic thing of you know what happened to them after they all grew i th- i think he probably grew up to be like a marine corps sniper or something you know just just to to try to release all that that pent up rage and frustration from being picked on by his so-called best friends yeah he ended up being private pile in uh, full metal jacket that's you it. know yep, that's it private that's pile it. you are in a world of shit I am in a world of shit. <laughs> oh, give me a noose I can hang from the tree. I need no excuse to end my misery. This holiday season is all the more reason to die. Found some solace in the season of Yule. This holiday season is all the more reason to cry. I put on my mittens, one green and one red, and I walk alone where they bury the dead. The snow falls as I grieve It's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve The bottle is empty The sleigh has a flat The stripper in my bed is ugly and fat Her tassels are tangled And what's worse my jingle won't jangle Die. All the more reason to 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 die. All
Dear editor, Santa Claus is a fraudulent myth rooted in unconscious fantasies and emerging as a deceitful lie. P.S. The reindeer are phony, too. Signed, all of us. No wonder Santa's angry. Who would send him a letter like that? Big words. It sounds like the mayor. Long words. Long words. Long words. Oh, no. It couldn't be. Albert? Yes, Father? There's something we've got to talk about. I said... Yes, Father. Yes, Father, what? I wrote the letter. Hey, do you remember, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas at Rankin Bass? Uh, was that the one with the little mouse? Yeah, who, they, they oh, broke God. the, they broke the Christmas clock or something that, like, made, let Santa know that it was Christmas or something, so they didn't get Christmas one year or something stupid like that. But, Don't tell me you like that one, because that no, one I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I always, even as a little kid, I always like there was just something about it that I just hated. The songs annoyed me, and and it's funny because it's like that when when I say it's that Rankin Bass cartoon, which sounds like a slur, you know, it's <laughs> it sounds like you're cursing it. But uh, Rankin Bass had this weird thing with people with little ruddy, chubby cheeks. People always had little button, like even when they did the Hobbit, you know, adaption. Everybody had these like in the, in the Hobbit. It was Hobbit, so okay, they can have little manji ball like snowbally ruddy cheeks. And but everybody in this thing had those like round cheeks and little upturned noses, and uh, it just it grated on me for some reason. But I just I, it has a special place in my heart as an irritant. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was going to ask if that was the only one they ever did that was that was animated as as opposed to the the claymation that they did. But I guess it wasn't because didn't they also do Frosty? Yes, they did. That's another Which I one like I, Frosty. Oh God, I, I can't. I hate that one. I See, never like. I never like that snidely whiplash looking dude that's yeah. chasing him whole thing well and, and frosty just had that such a shocking ending where he actually melted down in there you know as a kid you're just like really that guy killed he just killed him just to kill him that's so cold-blooded yeah rudolph the you know rudolph frosty the grinch they're all just so you know it's we might as well not even talk about them because they've been so raked over the coals and seen so much and made fun of so many times that it's like why what's the point and you know what you know what else galls me and i know you're with me on this because you're probably the only person that i know that's our age that can be with me on this one is i've never heard that stupid heat miser i've never seen that cartoon it was a rankin bass one too i think it was yep. And uh, that had the Heat Miser and the Heat Miser song, and everybody loves the Heat Miser song. One of our listeners, Mike Cross, would always would be singing it. So you've never heard the Heat Miser song? Never heard. I've still, I've heard it now because I went to YouTube and listened to it to hear what the, all the excitement was. But it means nothing to me because I don't have it originally imprinted from when I was a little 
the burrito in front of the TV. See, people, people here in Georgia don't believe me that that I didn't grow up watching. I had never seen that, and I'm telling you, man, it, it's like yeah. it, it's almost like a fucking requirement of citizenship to live here that you have to watch it's it. It's like you've been, it's like we've been like kidnapped by aliens and had part of our memory erased or something, you know. <laughs> It's just it's it's one of those cultural differences between the north and the south. There are certain things that I grew up watching on TV that people down here are like, "Huh, never heard of it." But this is one of those that they grew up watching that that I was I mean, I I never knew I I always thought that the Rankin Bass ones pretty much consisted of like Rudolph Frosty um what was the other one? The Santa Claus is coming to town. Is that, is that the one where he... There's one where they have an origin story for Santa, and I'm yeah, not sure if that's... I never saw that one either. Yeah, I had seen that one, and then I remember there was a really shitty one about New Year's that was like Rudolph's shiny New Year or some stupid yes, thing. Yes, I remember that. There was the little of. drummer boy. There was the one about the friggin' donkey, like Eeyore the Christmas donkey or whatever uh -huh. the hell that was. There was even a Pinocchio one, I can yeah. remember. But I had never seen the one with the with the heat miser, and everybody always used to quote it's, this all the time. It's it not me. just down there because everybody up here, even people that grew up in the same town that you know, my cross, you know, and everybody here in Rochester, just everybody our age, and what you didn't see it, and I guess we just never did. We maybe it was in that time period before any of us had any exposure to cable, where all we could watch was CBS. You know, but CBS had those Rankin Bass ones on it, so I don't know why I wouldn't have that one. But let me tell you, if there was a Christmas special on and it was animated, I was all over it when I was a kid. So if it was on and I could have seen it, I would have seen it. Well, I don't I know. All I can sure. all I can say about it is, you know, I, I, I'll say the same thing about it that my wife, you know, when my wife gets, you know, because my wife loves like say like TV Land, yeah, and she'll watch all these classic, you know, so-called classic shows like. Uh, Brady Bunch or the Waltons and she's like horrified that I didn't grow up watching these shows and my only explanation for that is <laughs> I watched good shows growing up. <laughs> I like you know? I used to watch the Waltons when I was a kid. I like the Waltons. Well, I mean I, I appreciate it now but you know I, really what it is is it's not so much that it's that my father had a very low shit tolerance when it came to television. Yeah. No, and if he my switched father the channel that quick. Exactly. He controlled the television, and if he determined that a show was shit, it could not flip by fast enough. So in his opinion, things like the Waltons, Little House on the Prairie, you know, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I mean, I could name pretty much every classic show on television was pretty much a shit show in his yep. opinion. And the Waltons, and so, you know. Just a trivia fact, the Waltons started out from a, a special that was an adaption, adaptation of a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, right. oh, right. really? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was like a, a two-hour story of John Boy delivering that wasn't food like the homecoming or something yes. like that. Yes, yes, exactly that, and that was the that was a Christmas special that led to the idea of like let's make this into the let's uh, yeah because it had that creepy old actress in it who's kind of like. She could be like Captain Janeway's mother. I don't know yes. what her name is, but you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. I know exactly. She has a very harsh face. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I was more talking about her voice, but yeah, you're right. She did have kind of a harsh face. A very a very stern demeanor, too. Yeah. Yep. Yes, she did. 
So Hey, uh, we have an in-studio guest just dropped by. We have with us Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear. Ooh, my cool. dad, um, he got me every single thing I asked for. It must have been a great year for him. I got the little missile launching thing that came up through this thing and launched. Then a chemistry set that folded out the four-tier. You know, you shake stuff up and blow things up, and you, you look at boogers through the microscope. And your kids, what are you going to do? I don't, you're supposed to make something out of this? And then a bicycle. All right, shut up, Buzz. Nobody cares. Kerplunk. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. Gotta be 54 trillion different versions. Has there ever been a Muppets Christmas Carol? Yep, there sure has. That's that's the version my kids are probably the most familiar with is the Muppets, and I don't think I've ever seen that one. I don't know because if I, I don't think I ever have. Well, you know who plays Scrooge in that? It's uh, what's his face? Oh, I can't stand him. You know, from from fucking Batman. There. Uh, Michael Caine, I think, is is Scrooge. Oh. I just God, I hate him. Oh, I just, it is I a re- puppet. What's? Oh no, not as Scrooge. No, oh. no it's, like, it's 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 kind of like the Muppet movie, you know, where the yeah. Muppets are in it, but you know, all the I think all the. Well, actually, I think Scrooge is live, but maybe all the all the other key characters like like Fezziwig and stuff are probably Muppets. I, I don't. I'm guessing. I haven't seen it myself. Because that I don't know the the Christmas Carol is. I mean, I know it's a 
you know, cliched Christmas thing and all that. And like you say, there's a million different versions, but I love that story. I mean, that's just one of those stories that just, I don't know, somehow it just speaks to me. And it really, it works, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's uplifting and inspiring and all that. But I think people tend to forget that that, that story's damn creepy too. You yeah. know, when you think about, you know, the ghosts come in the middle of the night, you know, and it's his dead friend and. I mean, I always felt really bad for, uh, you know, here, here Scrooge is given a chance at redemption and a, and a chance to save himself from hell. And, you know, what about poor Jacob Marley? I mean, he's condemned to walk the earth for the rest of, you know, his existence. And I'm like, damn, that's just, that's a disturbing thought. Well, but, hopefully uh, he's cut some sort of deal that by helping Scrooge, you know, maybe that's going to help him out a little bit. Yeah. So maybe Scrooge's redemption maybe got him some brownie points with the big guy or something. Could be. Could but, be. Yeah, that's the thing Not- about that. There isn't any. There's no. There's no light moments in that movie, or in the movie in the story, and whatever version of every kind of media that's ever done it. There's really no true like moments of levity until no. the very end. There's some when he goes back to look at Christmas past, and you know. And see him when in the past when he was happy, it still has that pall of sadness over it because he's, you know, there accompanied by a ghost and looking at it as a bitter old man. So even those parts don't even feel happy. They're like melancholy because they're looking back at his happier points. And it's not until the last, you know, literally the, probably the last page of the story <laughs> where everything, you know, where he's like, hey, I feel good kid buy me a turkey tiny tim you're all right you know and see i end. think for you know for other people their their christmas might not be complete without you know charlie brown or the grinch or i don't know hell the simpsons or something but for me it, it, my my christmas is not complete without seeing at least one of my you know one, one of my three favorite versions of that because i, I love that story and there, you know, there's three versions that that I really, really love, and then there's several that I just think are horrible. <laughs> well, but, there's uh, every sitcom in the world would have their one episode where oh, a character yeah. would fall asleep around Christmas time and have the dream of with with uh, involving all the other characters in the sitcom dressed up as uh, yeah. Well, shit, they did. They've done that in other, even other mediums. Because I remember in the comics, sure, oh yeah, they had those big, oversized Christmas with the superheroes. Yep. And there's that one I've got. It's got a really cool. Uh, I can't can't remember the name of the guy that did the cover on it. Now it's Norvik or something like that. Anyway, it's got Superman and Batman and Santa and the Titans and all these different characters on the cover. Where they reprint a story in there. It's a Teen Titans story. Where they they go up against the guy's Mister Mister Grunge or something, but I mean it's it's obviously Scrooge and it's the same. It's like a Titans Christmas Carol, basically. Right, exactly. It was so gay, but <laughs> it was you know just awful, but still you know it's fun to, to yeah, look back. I think, back at. I think I they them. just feel that they have to do it. You know, it's almost like a rite of passage. But uh. I don't know what what are you, what are your favorite versions? Because I can well, tell you my 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 favorite versions. My flat out favorite version is the I think his name is Alistair Sim. Yeah, it was the voice. It was an animated one. It actually won an Academy Award, I believe. 
and uh, it's just beautiful dark. The way that the way the the sound design of it is very good. It's very intimate, creepy, creaky, clanky, clunky, and the, all the voice acting is great, and the animation is is very good and dreamlike and and suitably scary. My second favorite version would be. And I don't remember who the it was. Uh, it was the black and white version from probably it was probably from the 30s. If it's the one I'm thinking of, see, you said Alistair Sim, and I was thinking of the live because there is a live action black that, and white that's where what, Alistair that's Sim what plays. I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's great. That's the one I was thinking of when you said that because that animated one you're talking about I have seen it once or twice and I don't really remember it very well but the live action one with Alistair Sim is really great I think that one's like the pattern the pen sort of the besides you know the story is the mold that they're all struck from but that one was just sort of I think black and white is also a perfect way yes. to tell that story so that that's that version is about as good as you're going to get. It can't be dated because it's a period piece. That so one there has the creepiest uh, Marley in it, too. I think the yeah. Marley is really creepy. Yeah. yeah I, and the I, like, I think Christmas that was Future the, is really creepy in that one, too. Yeah. I think that's the most faithful as far as not taking any you know great liberties yeah. with the story. The dialogue is pretty much straight from the story and all that. I really love that one, but it, it would probably be my second favorite one because the one I really like, and it, it amazes me that this is my favorite version of it because, you know me, I really detest musicals. Right, oh. My favorite one is the one with Albert Finney as Scrooge and uh, Sir Alec Guinness, you know, Ben Kenobi. He plays uh, uh, Jacob Marley, and I love that one. I just I don't know what it is about that. I, I mean, I even like the songs that are in it, but it, it's just it's such a good good movie. And, you know, it just it tells the story really well, and I think it's sad. You know, the the parts in it where he goes back to his his childhood and he goes back. There's a song that they do when it goes back to his courtship with um, Isabel. You know, and how they eventually, you know, she eventually leaves him because, you know, he comes to like money more than her and all that. There's a song that they that they play, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's basically old, you know, the old Scrooge that's watching his, you know, his memories sings this song about how she was the one, you know, and he let her go. He let her, he just let her leave and let her get away and... And I think that one really, to me anyway, it gives me more of a feeling of why Scrooge was a miserable old bastard. It wasn't just the love of money, and it wasn't that just that he was just flat out evil. It was that, you know, his heart had been broken, and he just didn't give a shit anymore. You know, he he'd become bitter to, toward the world and toward you know people in general because he didn't have you know there wasn't any love in his life you know he he'd lost his one opportunity at love and i don't know it just it just feels more 
more realistic somehow to yeah. me. And I really like that. That and was also, when he was, lost I, his moral anchor was once, you know, once he didn't have a woman yeah. in his life, he it was easy for him to just drift into being a miserly grump. I used to like to watch that one every year, too, trying to figure out... Um, Kenneth Moore is in that movie, and Kenneth Moore played um, Second Officer Lightoller of the Titanic in um, A Night to Remember, the, uh, the old 50s version of the sinking of the Titanic. And I used to watch this Albert Finney version of Scrooge and, and trying to figure out who the hell is Kenneth Moore in that movie. I could never figure it out. I knew he was in there. He was credited. And it took me forever to finally figure it out. He's the ghost of Christmas present. And he's so made up and he's so huge and, and just totally different that I it, I just never recognized him. But it's it's not really until you listen to his voice that, that you'll recognize him. Uh -huh. if you don't familiar with the character at all. And then suddenly it dawned on me. I was like, oh, that's him. But I thought that was really funny. It had that, that Titanic connection to that movie. And... Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and don't forget, there's a Henry Winkler version, mm -hmm. a Bill Murray version. Well, you know the one that 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 cracks my, you know, I crack myself up because I like it, and my wife just kind of rolls her eyes when I dig it out and watch it. But I like the Mr. Magoo, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Oh. I always hated Mr. Magoo. You know, I, I never thought his cartoons were funny. I, I just never got into whatever the deal was with his character. But there's something about that special with Mr. Magoo playing Scrooge. I like that one. I even like the songs that are in it, I think, are funny. But uh, I don't know. It's just weird. But, you know, it's... I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a version with, uh, with George C. Scott as Scrooge. I remember it. I don't remember if I saw it or not. I remember once in English class, Mr. Lehman made us watch like five versions of it. Oh, God. Right in I a don't... row, you know, to, we read the story and then we watched like five, you know. We definitely watched the, the Scrooge with the with the musical. Yeah. Because that was a, you know, I remember, go, I remember going over in class, you know, what the difference between each different version was. I, I can't remember what grade I was in, but I remember we had a field trip to the old two-screener theater in Watertown, and we, we went as a class and watched the Albert Finney Scrooge in the theater. Wow. I don't know what grade that was, but that was the first time I ever saw it, and, I, and that's one of the reasons I like it so much, I think, is because, you know, that was probably my first exposure to it. Or, you know, one of my early exposures to it anyway. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I was working in, in video, you know, for a long time, you know, with different companies, you know, Blockbuster and different companies. And I remember people kept always requesting that um, George C. Scott version of A Christmas Carol. And, I, you know, they kept telling me how great it was. And I like George C. Scott, you know. So, finally, I, I had the opportunity to sit down and watch it. And, oh, my God, is it horrible. Really? It is awful. I could not believe how bad it was. You know, here's this, you know, renowned actor, and you know, and, and I, it had been praised up so high. I really thought it was going to blow me away, and maybe even replace, you know, the Albert Finney version as my favorite. And I, I watched it one time, and if I never see it again, you know, <laughs> it was atrocious. But yeah, I, I do. I love Christmas Carol. Iconic.
Oh, jeez. Yep. Look. Hey, everybody. It's Darth Vader. Ah! My favorite memory was not about something that we ate or something that we received as a present, but something we did. My uncle and I, my uncle was only four years older than I was, he and I had the mission of going out and getting the perfectly shaped blue spruce tree. Perfect height, perfect shape. And uh, we were always given a rifle, snowshoes, and matches, because it might take more than one day. We might have to make shelter for ourselves and stay out overnight. You know? And we had a sled to bring back our booty. And we would uh, find it, cut it down, load it on the sleigh, and come home, and always with great welcoming to the warmth of the family again. And they were always surprised that we got it in one day, too. Scott? Yeah? Will you tell me another story? Okay. Settle your ass down, and I'll tell okay. you a Christmas story. This Christmas story comes from Fort Drum, where they train the 50... What is it? The 501st... Some shit. I'm going to fuck this story up now. What... <laughs> Who trains on Fort Drum? I think it's... The 10th Mountain... I want to say the 10th Mountain Division. Okay. Where they train the 10th Mountain Division uh, Army troops. When I was a kid, you know, we used to have a live Christmas tree. You know, not like the uh, $300 thing that I had to buy from Home Depot this year for the family. We used to actually go out... And we would sneak across the road and through the woods across the street from my grandfather's house and deep into Fort Drum government property where we would go to the Christmas tree farm that they had and pick out the prettiest tree and cut it down, usually in the early a.m., you know, pre-dawn, right. and drag it back to, to Grandpa's house and throw it in the truck and drive on home with a beautiful tree courtesy of Uncle Sam. And that was our Christmas tree. I love that story. Stockings are hung on the chimney And the presents are under the tree And Mama's in the kitchen Making some herbal tea Windows are covered with frost And the candles are all alight But as I wander through this quiet house Something just doesn't seem right You see, every year The neighbors bring us a Swiss colony beef love But the neighbors aren't around, around, around There's no beef love to be found This
Alright, since we're on our way out on uh, on the show, end of 2008, um, do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, Ooh, you know, you, 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 you kind of put me on the spot. I mean, you know, of course I always have the typical, you know, well, you know, I need to start taking better care of myself and... Quit smoking. Yeah, quit, you know... Quit drinking. Quit and, your kids and wife. Yeah, you know, be a better husband and father and... You know, stop running people over with the car and, you know, lose a little weight and, you know, stop stop just yelling at random people walking by my house and shit like that. But, you know, seriously, though, the, the, the one I can think of off the top of my head, and I, I was going to save this for one of our comic episodes, but I can go ahead and get this rant out of my system right now. I've seen a lot of talk on the on the internet here lately, and particularly talk on, on the CGS boards about... Uh, trends and comics and where we're going price-wise and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. This is my New Year's resolution. I'm not spending fucking $3.99 on comic books. I'm just not going to do it. It's too goddamn high. Now, I know that I'm an old fart, and I know that I'm old-fashioned in a lot of things, but I, I'm telling you, man, old fart or not, $3.99 is fucking ridiculous for a comic book, and I'm just not going to pay it. You know, I, I figure between... You know, the the bins at some good comic shops around town, you know, and then there's always the cheap bins, you know, when you go to conventions and shit. There's, uh, you know, hell, I hate to say it, but there's downloading. Um, there's discount uh, services on the Internet. Yeah, there's going on eBay and yeah, buying eBay, I mean, yeah, like how, oh, hell of, yeah. I've bought some, some collections. I mean, giant collections of comics yeah. for dirt cheap. That weren't even that old, you know, that, that I paid a fraction of what I would have paid full retail on the stuff. Not to mention the fact of, you know, I mean, I've literally got thousands of comics sitting around here that I haven't even got to yet. And I won't live long enough to read all the unread books that I have. So honestly, I mean, I, I won't be hurting if I just drop out on some of these. So I'm just warning the, the, the big two right now. I've been going through the previews, man, and when I see those $3.99 price tags, I'm skipping right the fuck over them. I'm not buying $3.99 comics. They can cry poverty or whatever the hell their excuse is for raising the prices, but I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm done. Three bucks is my limit. You raise the price higher than that, you can you can write me off. I'm done. That's my news resolution. I'm fucking sticking to it. Nice. My my New Year's re- resolution is is somewhere along the same line of of um, you know, as I as as I'm sort of getting a little older, not necessarily old, but you know, older and getting a little more perspective and and stuff. You know, there's so, so many stories and so many you know. I mean, people complain about oh, there's no good movies, there's no good television. The problem with me is. There's so much good stuff. There's so many good books. There's enough good books, movies, music, television that I could sit and wa- you know, be watching and listening and consuming it 24 hours a day and not absorb it all, you know. So I'm I'm finally trying to get to the point where I can let go of it, you know. For the I've I've always wanted my, one of my dreams would be to have this just humongous warehouse that I could make into a library, where I just like, you know, have every episode of Star Trek, everything Star Wars that I can find, and just squirrel it away like a, like a, like a, like a library, you know, or a museum. 
I would love, like, you know, I would love to be a curator. <laughs> and I've just realized that I, I, I can't do that. I have to, I'm, I'm just like, um, I'll try to, by the time this, soon after this episode, I'll try to put up some pictures of what my, the, the rooms that I live in and the house that I live in look like with the, all the stuff that I've acquired over the years of skimming garage sales and that I'm going to try to make probably 80% of it disappear in the next couple months, you know, clear it out, find out what, what, what stuff that I have is really, truly important to me that I have to have, like, if it has Star Wars on it, it ain't going anywhere. Except for a couple things. So there's a few things that, you know, there's some trashy Star Wars stuff that I don't really care about having that I picked up at garage sales or, or stuff like that. And, you know, and not have to be worried about that, you know, I, I don't have every one of all these things. So, let, letting go of the material things. <laughs> some bullshit like that. That's my New Year's res resolution, man. Mine's heavy. <laughs> well, on a serious uh, note, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you for listening to us. We, we hope you've been enjoying. Everybody have a, have a safe New Year. Stay off the friggin' road. I don't need to die by one of you assholes running into me when you're wasted drunk. Yeah, I'm just gonna avoid all of them. I'm just going to stay off the road till like January 3rd. <laughs> Bye. This is my New Year's resolution. When my mother-in-law begins to yell and shout Through the window I would like to throw her out But I resolve not to do it, here is why I'm afraid of hitting someone passing by This is my New Year's resolution When I'm at the movies watching a love scene And the lady's hat is blocking half the screen I resolve not to shout, take off that hat. I'll remove it gently with a baseball bat. This is my New Year's resolution. When I take a lovely lady out to eat, and she orders caviar instead of meat, I resolve to let the lady have her fill. And of course, I'll also let her pay the bill. This is my New Year's resolution. Come on, Sir Frederick Gass. Come on, Come on Sir Frederick Gass. Come on, boy. When I'm sitting with my wifey on a bus, and a dear old lady stands in front of us, I resolve to be a gentleman discreet. I'll politely offer her my wifey seat. This is my New Year's resolution. Hey, Judge Rock, how about your New Year's resolution? Resolve to rush right home now when I'm cold. Cause my pop just bought a hairbrush and he's bald. <laughs> this is my New Year's resolution. <laughs> hey, Doodles Weaver, how about Professor Doodlebomb? <laughs> <laughs>
on the radio this year I hope to score with some funny jokes you've never heard before I resolve not to tell a corny joke hello what's that the church burned down holy smoke <laughs> my ears wrote revelation Spike how about Spike in this coming year I'm gonna be discreet have the slickers playing music soft and sweet I resolved to treat Tchaikovsky tenderly and set his second movement off with TNT. will be used against you. <laughs> yeah. And we have the right to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas is cool. 